Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. We're What's up, everybody? Welcome to West by Pod, podcast about WVU sports, the Big 12 Conference, and winning streaks. I'm Joel Bracken at WV Stats Guy. I'm joined, as always, by Jordan Pinto. He's at Game Day Shorts. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about a, uh, a West Virginia winning streak, a first in West by Pod history that we get to talk about a three-game winning streak. First three-game winning streak in Neil Brown's tenure at West Virginia, and uh, his first win versus Texas Tech. So, uh, Jordan, all, all that to say, how, how are you feeling right now? We're going streaking. Uh, no, yeah, I, you know, I woke up this morning uh, with one eye just ever so, ever so cautiously peeking towards the college football playoff, Joel. You know, just I feel like peek. just giving it a little sneaky peek, seeing what it's looking like over there. And you know what? I mean, we, we have a pretty decent looking road until the Oklahoma game, right? Like you, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're just starting to check these boxes. Got another big test this week, obviously, but yeah, man, it, it's you know we've been waiting, we've been begging for this team to have an identity for what feels like the entire Neil Brown era, and you know, like it or not, it's ugly, but this team this team has one, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna line up, we're gonna try and batter you on both sides of the ball. Um, the defense defense is legit. Um, we were talking about it a little bit, uh, you know, just before we started recording, but like, you know, I don't want the offense to punt it back, right? Like I don't, I'd rather the offense just go and score or whatever, but like when the offense gives the ball back to the, to the other team, it's like, I'm excited to watch the defense come out and play. Um, yeah. can't, can't remember the last time that was a thing. Uh, you know, I like, I can't remember the last time that we like, we're paying it off, right? Like we're playing well, we're doing really well in early downs. We're winning, uh, at the point of attack. And then we're paying it off. We're getting off the field on third down. I think we have the best uh, best third down defense in the conference right now. I didn't look and see where we are nationally, but um, you know, twenty five percent conversions is, is it's it's elite. We're playing we're playing defense at a very high level right now. Um, you know, you can say the the offenses have been a little shaky. You know, especially last week against Pitt. But I mean, shit. You know, we've we've given up nineteen points in the last two games. Texas mm-hmm. Tech averaged. You know, over just a shade over thirty-five in their other two games against Power Five teams. Um, Pitts averaging like twenty-two and a half, and you know we we held them to thirteen and six. So clearly, we're doing something that that's making them uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, it's just it's been really fun to watch, man. I've, I've really been enjoying watching this defense. Um, 
How you feeling? How you feeling? You had a you had a fun day. I had a great day. It was a great day to uh, to be at Milan Pushkar. You know, cold day, rainy day, tough one for some of the fans. I saw a lot of guys show up in shorts and a t shirt, and uh, the rain came down and it dropped about twenty degrees, and you know <laughs> the vibe changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's fun to watch winning football. The last two games have not been uh, really pretty for the uh, average consumer of college football and i don't really care i uh i like winning football and you know what what's the thing i don't know if you saw the interview this week with jalen hurts where they were talking about concerns and why the offense isn't this and this and he was like we're when like when did the main thing when when has it shifted where the main thing is not about winning yeah and i kind of don't care yeah. how we win we dug it out of the mud two weeks in a row and the takeaways for me is that this is a team that's learned how to win games when things don't go right They've learned how to be resilient and, you know, keep plugging away. Like, you know, just keep turning, keep grinding, as, as uh, Bill Stewart would say, just keep straining. Um, you know, and that, that's sort of what the identity, at least of the last two games of this football team has looked like to me. Um, you know, entering the fourth quarter, we were on an eight-quarter streak of not allowing a touchdown. I don't care who you're playing. That's pretty, you know, not a single touchdown, all against Pitt, three-quarters of Tech, and the last quarter of Duquesne. Um, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, Tech was not a bad offense. They put up 33 on Wyoming, 30 on Oregon. And to hold them to 13, I know they had a backup quarterback majority of the game. He lit us up last year. So, you know, all the comments I even saw online about, you know, we shouldn't be feeling too good. We played two bad teams and beat them. You know, oh, we shouldn't feel good about beating a team with a backup quarterback. We played our backup quarterback the whole yeah. game. It, yep. it, you know, and I would say their backup quarterback was uh, more of a traditional quarterback than ours, or at least, you know, performed that way in the game. So, you know, I, there's always caveats. There's always these things. You know, the injury was was a bummer. Um, you know, feel bad for Tyler Shuck. But this team really, you know, proved to me that they can win these kinds of games. And I don't feel like we win this game last year. I mean, our defense clearly is not holding them to 13. But I do feel like there there has been a mentality switch with, like, especially the defense, where it's like, I think they the the confidence level is is has yeah. shifted it's like i think we can do this now i think we we have a defense that is going to keep us in games which is not what we had last year yeah there's there's definitely a level of belief um and it kind of you know i mean it rings through on the field it rings through in every single you know interview pre post game um throughout the week everything that you see come out of the players and the staff um you can tell that yeah they believe in themselves right and i mean that's kind of what success does success begets success um you know, you, you look at a guy like Beanie Bishop goes out there, what breaks up, it felt like three passes in the last uh, two drives of the game. Um, yeah. How can you not be confident after something like that? Where like, you're the guy you're being targeted on an Island and you, and you win every single time that you had to win. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, it's, we, I think we were, we were cautiously optimistic about the front seven. Um, coming into the season right and now it's like the secondary which the secondary they look bad against penn state and maybe they look bad again you know if if we play a play another good offense here um at some point this season right but like it does feel like we just keep kicking the can down the road where it was like well if they do it against texas tech then i'll believe and then we made texas tech look shitty and now everybody all of a sudden is like well if they do it against right and it's like at some point we might just have to accept that like the light the light switch has flipped for for some of these guys um and we, I mean, we have dudes emerging at all three levels, right? Like we, I mean, exactly. we, we, we do, we have a good defensive line. We have good linebackers. We have good edge rushers now, all of a sudden, Jared Bartlett getting consistent pressure. Um, 
the thing actually, I mean, with regards to rushing the quarterback that, that I've really liked is is we're getting some defensive backs involved, right? We saw Marcus Floyd this week had a big sack, had a couple yeah. pressures, batted a pass down on a play where he came in a blitz. Hershey McLaurin's been in the backfield a lot this year. Um, and that's always been a thing that like our best defenses have done, you know, going back even to like the the, the Rich Rod era, right? You had Eric Wicks, Mike Lorello, like those guys. Um, you know, KJ Dillon, Kaiser White. Like it's always been a part of our best defenses is you're sending these dudes off the edge. They're not accounted for and they, they cause havoc. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's been fantastic. I thought Aubrey Burks was awesome. Aubrey mm-hmm. Burks was the guy that we, we kind of thought he would be, um, all, you know, all summer finally, finally kind of stepped up. I thought played, played his best game of the season. Um, yeah. Beanie Bishop is good. Marcus Floyd, completely different player from last year. I mean, our um, again, three highest graded guys were in the secondary. It's crazy, right? <laughs> That's it's crazy. crazy against a high crazy. tempo team like Texas Tech. And it's just, you know, not to say that we, I mean, you know, if they want to offer us a spot on the staff, I'd be happy to listen to the, uh, to the offer. But like, it, it really just, just feels like we've, we've kind of, we've got these guys playing in ways that they can be successful, right? Like Marcus Floyd, like we're not asking them to do a ton. We're just like play downhill. Go get the quarterback, you know, making some coverage kind of stuff, right? Like we've really, really simplified it. And yeah. and I think part of it is the confidence thing you're talking about too. But like guys seem like they're attacking this year where they were kind of on the back foot last year. Yeah. I, I think it is a it is a different mentality on the defense. I think, you know, I, I think Neil gave a really good answer yesterday in the presser about a little bit of the specifics of the simplification of the defense. He was talking about the matchup zone sort of deal. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting to, to hear about, but yeah, I, I do think so far, it feels like we're putting guys in the positions to to perform their best. And this is something we <laughs> joked about last year. It's like, oh, we should play to our strengths. <laughs> like, I feel like we're letting guys play. And, uh, you know, it, good things are happening. You're, you're learning names on all three levels. Marcus Floyd had four pressures from, from the safety position yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Um, Beanie Bishop's, you know, I, I would imagine the biggest addition to this defense. And he's, you know, showing up left and right. He's all over the place. Um, but he's yeah, kinda, I mean, he's kind of been who Charles, we, we, we wanted Charles Woods to be last year. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. So sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I, it's just, yeah. It's like there were lots of questions in the off season and it is a uh, comforting thing. We are a quarter, we are a third of the way through the season, which is hard to imagine. Um, there, there are more answers than I thought we would have at this point. There are guys who are filling those roles and, and, and sort of growing in that, you know, overall. So the defense, I couldn't be happier. And I mean, there's so many layers of it, but even just like being put in tough positions, like the Nico first interception, it was a bad decision. He owned it. Neil said, it. you know, it was a bad throw, bad, bad call there. Defense, you know, buckles up. They, they hold him to three there. And, you know, even on the other interception, which was not Nico's fault, but, you know, another interception in plus territory, the defense buckles down, get him to go. I think it was four and out there. They, they stuffed him on a, on a fourth down. So, Yep. Yeah, I think there's just a different swag about the defense. Um, what What is your take on the offensive game yesterday? Because clearly this was like an ugly football game. Clearly we were playing a backup quarterback, and I think it's just fair to say we're, we're a limited offensive team. Yeah. Um, you get 20 points on the board, and that's enough to win. What, what was like your takeaway, I guess, of how we approached offense yesterday? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think for what we were working with, like we 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 had a good plan, right? Um, you know, I thought we put Nico in positions to be successful, um, gave him some easy throws. You know, it was a lot of um, rollout type stuff where 
you have dudes at multiple levels, but it's only a single line of sight, right? So he's not having to look left, then look middle, then look right, and then like try and figure out where I'm going to go with the ball. I mean, that's kind of what happened on on the interception, like you said. You know, he was just caught got caught looking too long. Um, but I thought in general, like we did, we did some nice stuff with him. Um, is made made it as easy as we could have. Actually, you know, he seems fine. Like like you said, you know, he had the the one bad pick, um, and then you know the missed the missed uh, tidy hottie tidy. Um, where dude was just oops, <laughs> the crowd's like, dude, like throw it. You and see he, it like he, a second and a half before he does, and you're. Just I know. Like, Find him. You I know. know. <laughs> and so, like, he realized it and panicked and kind of threw a duck or whatever. But really, I thought those were like his only, you know, two two bad plays. Um, what it's he ran, ran for like he ran for like seventy five yards. Yeah, no, I mean he was our leading rusher. Um, stuck his nose in there a couple times and and got stuff. Um. I really you know, liked again, the play with him when we would go five out and you yeah. know, take him out wide, and then he would just run know, that little fake screen and go in the middle. We did it maybe too too many times, but yeah, uh, you, you could tell it was coming. Time. You could tell it was coming though. Yeah, the, this is like a little backside quarterback draw, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, some really some really good stuff like that. Um, you know, I think in general, it's hard to it's hard to judge our running game, right? Because. You know, on the one hand, I don't, I don't think that the stats are as gaudy as, as you know, maybe you would have expected before the season, just in terms of, you know, we're, we're only running for like 160 some yards a game. We're only averaging like four yards a carry. But like at the same time, I would love to see some stats on like what, what percentage of plays are we facing a heavy box on? You know what I mean? Most. Like, yeah, like 95% where it feels like we're playing at least eight in the box and in a lot of situations, probably like nine, you know, mm-hmm. or like maybe where the ninth guy isn't technically in the box, but he's like, mm-hmm. he's coming downhill hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not even considering the pass. And so, like, when you consider that, you know, being able to fall forward for three and four yards as consistently as it feels like we're falling forward for three and four yards is, I think, pretty impressive. Um but yeah, the passing the passing game is just limiting everything right now, and it's a combination of the quarterbacks haven't consistently thrown it well, uh, and the receivers have just been awful. I mean, just you know, just too many yeah. drops, not getting separation. Um, aside from Cole Taylor, and that's why he, that's why he's getting the ball so much. So, I think receivers have been the weakest unit on the team so far. I mean, the second interception, I, I think that it's not on Nico. I mean, he hit him in the chest with the ball. Chest. So you know, chest, what do you do? Dude, yeah. Um, and I agree where the stats don't back up the strength of our running. I think we can pound the rock even when they know it's coming, which yeah. there's something to be said there. Like we can get four or five yards when they know it's coming, yep. uh, which is crazy. I thought there were some creative fits yesterday, um, just different ways. We're running the ball. They know we're going to run the ball a lot, but just different ways to find space. Um, I thought we, I, I liked that. It just wasn't the same, you know, like little zone handoff every time. Um, and, I like the little trickeration, the tight end, the tight end play. That's fun. And, you know, I, I will say Nico, to me, he progresses the game went along. And I think the final two drives of the game, he really was significantly better to me because that drive where we, we drove down and scored a touchdown, you know, he was stepping into throws. He was stepping up in the pocket. He yeah. was looking at check down. He was, you know, assessing multiple guys and made some good throws. And, you know, yeah. really, I thought he looked really comfortable that drive. And then the last drive, which, you know, we ended up punting, but I think he put that ball right where it had to be on the, the shot play to start. Like I, yeah. yeah. I, and I, 
I was down. I had a good angle. I was on the field at that point, and I think that was a really good ball. Like, I think that was a catchable ball. So, I think Nico was feeling himself by the end of the game, and um, I just like the overall atmosphere of the of the the team. Where I forget who said it in the thing in the interview last night, but um, you know, mentioning like Nico. I think Nico was mentioning that a defensive player came over to him and was like, "All right, like before that drive that we scored the touchdown, like this is your time. Like we need you right now. Like time for you to step up." And he's like, I respond well to that. And he really did. I mean, he came out and we did enough. That's all that matters. You need to need one more point than the other team at the end of the day. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, he's, he's a gamer. Um, he's definitely, you know, I think somebody we can win with this year, somebody we can. And he's a hopefully, freshman. A hopefully win freshman. with. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully win with going forward a lot. Right. Like, um, you know, it's, it's the, the belief and the confidence makes such a difference. Um, mm-hmm in terms of winning these kind of games, you know, when you say winning is a skill, right? Like we talked about it last year with Texas tech where you start stacking those wins. And then the next time you're in that situation is like, well, shit, we did it last time. Why can't we just win this one too? Um, and you know, it's the same way that, that losing can be, can be toxic, right? Where, where you know, you get in a, in a sticky situation and you start, start thinking about, well, fuck, we choked it away two weeks ago. What if we choke this one away? Right. Um, and it does feel like this team like picks itself up. Like they pick each yeah. other up. Like, um, the vibes are the player, winning the player will, vibes are great. Yeah. Winning will and winning helps with that, right? Winning helps with yeah. that. But it does feel like the player, the player vibes, um, just the way that they all interact with each other, um, is is really, really good. Is really, really good. So um I guess you could say that I'm trusting the fucking climb, buddy. I'm all the way back in. I'm trusting the climb times two tonight. I figure if I can trust the climb between ten and fifteen times each week. We're going to be contending for Big Twelve championships here. Um, yeah, you know, too long. I, I think I think there's like these micro wins that we accumulate through a game, yeah. and it's like I mean Texas Tech was two for eighteen on third down yesterday. That's and that's one of those things. It's like you you do that so consistently. The defense is like, yeah, third and medium, third and long. We're getting off the field. Like that's what we do. You stop them yep. on a drive when they're coming down and they're inside the fifteen to, to try to tie the game. You you make them go for and out there. That's we've done that before. We you know we we make big stops in big moments. I think that's that's incredible. We go and score a touchdown when we need a touchdown. Those are you know those things just build. So um, vibes are vibes are good. Climb might just be on. I don't know. You know it it, it could be. So uh, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm I'm feeling good. It's nice. I'm just enjoying it because you know it's been a little bit since we've had uh, some success and I'm, I'm basking in it. It's fun. It's fun to win some games. Um, the only thing I, I, I have this in my notes and I don't know why this sticks out to me. I just thought it was a little funny. Neil Brown, when he says we, sometimes he's referring to his coaching staff and he says this about, this is the only team we haven't beat. And I always am like, we, is he talking about West Virginia in the big 12? He said, this is the only team we haven't beaten the big 12. And he's talking about his core coaching staff and, you know, he said it in his pressure last night. He's like, you know, I trusted in my coaches. I trusted in these guys. We've gotten to battle and we've come out on top a lot. That's why I believed in them. And, you know, we're trying to fix these things. Um, I just find that interesting that that he says that as we in terms of like, we believe in these things. We haven't beaten this team. But he's talking about his like core coaching staff. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. That could be a continuity. Like, these are my guys. And that could be a, like, I'm going to hang on to these guys too long. That was just like a, you know, because they're they're in my circle. That was just a small thing that stood out to me yesterday at mm-hmm. Espresso. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, it is an interesting thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, 
goes, I, you know, I think that was kind of the theme of the offseason, right? Is that mm-hmm. uh, we believe in each other. And if we're going to go down, we're going to go down together. Um, and we're going to go down doing the things that we that we believe in. Um, so, yeah, my I think my only criticism would be, you know, we, we talk about the offense. And I do think there were some – we missed some opportunities where we could have been more productive yesterday. But, like, you know, even CJ and Jalen, they – very good players. There, there's not a lot of pop, um, always, yeah. right? Like you know, they do what they do, and they're gonna, they're hard as shit to tackle. Um, but like, especially on the outside, it's like, dude, we gotta, we gotta just play Gallagher, and we gotta play Traylon Ray, and we gotta play Jaheim White. Like, we're, we're we complain every week about the lack of explosiveness in the offense, and it feels like these three dudes all pop off the field. Every time, like, especially Gallagher and, and White, right? Like, we haven't seen a ton of trailing Ray yet. Um, but Jaheim White, like, pops every single time that he is on the field, every single time he touches the ball. Rodney Gallagher, um, I'm sold. The, the yep. dude is going to be something. He's not, you know, I mean, he's a true freshman playing his fourth game, right? But, like, the stuff that he is already doing, just, like, his body control, like, I don't think he's, like, an elite speed guy. Um but like the body control stuff that he did, like where just like he kind of wiggles through tight spaces and yeah. like, ha- you know, you can tell that he has great balance. You can tell that he has ins- just like this insane body control where like he's able to contort himself in ways that like even other really good athletes aren't able to do that. Like on that on that little the the, the one touch we gave him where he got like 10 yards he had no business getting 10 yards out of that. Right. And and yeah. was able to do it. Right. And and. I feel like that's almost the opposite of a lot of these other guys who were like forcing the ball to we're like, we'll, we'll isolate Cortez Braham one-on-one with somebody in space. And the guy just tackles him, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, and so, you know, I, I don't know if they can be every down players or if we, you know, we probably shouldn't be leaning on true freshmen to like carry our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we we have to we have to figure you know as we get into conference play and we're looking to you know probably try and add a few more layers into this offense every week right we'll try and add a little bit of here and there um, it, it feels like Jaheim White Gallagher and Ray need to be three guys who start getting a little bit more um, a little bit more snaps and definitely a little bit more touches because um, mm-hmm. it's just one more thing that people have to account for. Yeah, I think we're going to have to continue to be creative on offense and yeah. add new wrinkles. Um, and, you know, I said this a handful of times, you know, towards the beginning of the season, but it is important to remember that we are a pretty young team. Like, And I feel we like are. we have young guys stepping up um, at multiple levels, and there's lots of, um, you know, there, there, there's lots of ability that we're seeing that is there that just needs some growth, needs another year in the weight room, something like that, which... To yep. me, you know, I'd rather have like a prospective young team than like a middling senior team. You know, like I, I think we're seems like things are going up. Uh, we're climbing. You can are we climbing? Say. Are yeah. we climbing? We might we oh, might just shit. be climbing. Uh, that's not know. to say we don't need to win now, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of those guys you just mentioned, all very young guys. So yeah, um, I will I will leave it at that. Um, Anything well, else you want to talk about from this uh, this tech game? Nah, I was just gonna say. I mean, we're twenty minutes in already. We should probably yeah. we should probably move on to uh, to a little recap precap. Um, yeah. So I don't know a couple a couple of the results that I had. Uh, well, I mean, I guess there are one one of the most interesting ones. Iowa State 
and Oklahoma State in a shootout. Uh, kind of thought that was funny. Um, I think we ended up being 34, 27 there. Um, Houston, Houston getting right, uh, beat down Sam Houston, which who knows what that means, but you know, they were down bad. So it was nice to see them get a big win. Um, and then I thought, you know, Kansas state, Texas, Kansas, and TCU all, all had nice wins, uh, as well. Um, yeah, pretty chalky week other than us. I mean, I think we were the only upset, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, and then, what do you make of OU uh, of Oklahoma and Cincinnati? Like those, I feel like those are two teams I just cannot get a feel for. Well, Oklahoma's had all those, you know, they call them stat games where they just score like sixty points or whatever, yeah. and are doing whatever they feel like. Cincinnati, I mean, we have four data points this year. I, I guess most teams have four data points at this point, and Cincinnati has probably overperformed in like three of them so far. Yeah. Um, so you're starting to be like, okay, what's going on in Cincy there? Um, I don't know. That that I mean, just a two touchdown loss to OU. That's interesting to me. You know, the other expected results like BYU losing by two scores to Kansas. You know, UCF losing two scores to Kansas State. Okay, things are sort of shaking out more or less, probably where we thought. Um, but I, I still can't get a gauge. I mean, I think Texas is the is the class of the Big Twelve, and I, I think that is as of today, as of you know, late September. I don't think that's really disputable. I don't think Oklahoma has shown me anything that, that says otherwise. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of my take as well. That's kind of my take as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else jump out to you about this week? Not. I mean, to be honest, kind of, like I said, pretty boring chalk week. Not really yeah. any spectacular games. I mean, the only one score game was the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game, uh, which was the... <laughs> I saw somebody call it the tarmac game. It's like, which coach is getting fired? <laughs> um, so, so yeah. And I guess Gundy had to go back to the tarmac after that one. So um, that was a funny one, but yeah, that, that, that's all I really had for this week. Nothing crazy. Ohio state, uh, Notre Dame was a, was a good football game. Colorado got punched in the mouth. Um, and you saw a lot of people's true colors on how they felt about Colorado online. I thought we all liked Colorado, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, it's good to see Colorado get punched in the mouth and humbled." I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. They were. They won one game last year. I don't know if anyone expected them to win the pack. Or yeah, anything, I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm not rooting. I mean, I profited from their from their uh, loss this weekend. Um, I thought that was free money as well. Yeah, just free money. But um, but yeah, no. I mean, you know, it, it, it's fun if they're fun. Uh, you know, and it's not, it's not Colorado's fault that ESPN is insufferable, yeah. right? Like, uh, you know, I mean, Dion obviously wants the pub. Um, but I think like the, the thing that people are, are railing against is just the absolute slobber fest from, from everybody, right? Like even I was reading some of the quotes that the commentators are making. They're down like 35, nothing. They're just like, Oh, Dan, Dan Lanning, like good thing. He didn't talk trash to them this week or else this might be a different game. Or like, you know, it's 35, nothing. And it's like, can you just imagine what this game would be like if Travis Hunter played? And it's like, it's like, like you can stop now. They're getting their ass kicked. Like we can, we can, you know, ease, ease up a little bit, tap the brakes a little bit here um, on the love fest. And yeah. you know they they got a they got another tough one this week. So we'll see. I yeah, think they're they, even bigger dogs this week against USC. USC, um, yeah, like twenty four and a half points. But yeah, I like personalities in sports generally. Like I think not that I, if I was a co- coach or something, I'd probably give all the mundane like textbook answers. But I think it's fun when there are like storylines, when there's intrigue, when things are personal and stuff like that. So 
you know, I don't know. I think Colorado is fun. I also have like realistic expectations and it's like they're probably going to win like six or seven games this year. If that I mean, they won one game last year. The roster, it's like revamped and very different. And, you know, I, I don't know. But yeah, people were coming out going crazy about that game. Yeah. Like, what did you expect to have? I mean, clearly a lot of money has been both ways on Colorado. But uh, I was on the same side as you on that one. I, I was like, yeah, I uh <laughs> I don't get into all that emotion. I think this one's going to be uh, be ugly, and it it was early and often. So, nope, uh, nope. That's, that's how it went. All right, precap. Who do you? Uh, what do you? So, what, uh, the first game? What Cincinnati BYU late late Friday night? Yeah, we got a, We got a Friday night game. Um, Cincy BYU. So both teams looking for their first Big Twelve win. Obviously, one of them will get it. It's in Provo. Nope. BYU's the three point favorite. Uh, I might nibble on Cincinnati there, to be honest. Uh, you think just, so? Just, I mean, night game in Provo, a 10-15 game, too. 10-15 Eastern. That's probably not great for Cincy. I mean, that game is going to be being, going on until, what, like 1 o'clock, something, almost 2 o'clock in the morning. That's uh, not great yeah. for an East Coast team. But uh, just laying three, I don't know. I, I, I don't no, know. That, These teams, I, I don't know enough yet. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought as well. Is is like you know I don't I don't think that I quite know enough to have like a real strong opinion one way or the other. Um, I think I think the the thing I have the strongest opinion about is the thing you called out where you know it's it's a ten ten o'clock kickoff Eastern time. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, you know, BYU is, I think, pretty notoriously a, a pretty good home team and a pretty bad road team. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think about that one. But we'll yeah, learn, I think I mean, we'll learn which team's closer to the bottom. That's uh, <laughs> sure. That's, yeah, somebody be zero and two to start conference play. Yep. Um, so other than West Virginia and TCU, which we'll talk about in a minute, there are only four Big Twelve games on Saturday because we are into conference play. So no longer like a eleven game precap or whatever we we've kind of been doing. Um, so. No noon games. The 330 slot, Kansas at Texas. Texas uh, was 16 and a half point favorites on Sunday morning when I checked this. Uh, but Kansas is Texas kryptonite. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that one will get interesting, but I'm sure Jalen Daniels will be giving it his all. Um, next one is Houston, Texas Tech, also at 330. Texas Tech yeah. getting seven and a half point uh, favorite right there. Uh, I'm surprised it's not more against Houston. Houston has not done much. Um, I guess it depends I, on the quarterback situation. I assume Shuck is out for the year. Yeah, broken uh, broken fibula, did I see? Um, I actually... See it. it was gross. <laughs> it was... Was it bad? Yeah, dude, I thought that he... He got hurt the play before he actually got hurt, right? Like, I think he broke it on the play before and then tried to play one more play and snapped it in half. It is kind of what I think happened. Because um, he was slow to get up to play before. Ben Cutter, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Cutter put a f- delicious hit on him. Um, you know, not to, I don't think that that's, that's why he got uh, 
that's not why you get hurt. But anyways, it happened right before that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, especially like on the road at Tech, seven and a half feels kind of low for how bad Houston's been. But you know, mm-hmm. who know who knows? Um, I still I think Texas Tech. I'm invested in the idea that Texas Tech is still a good football team, and that you know we're just a little bit better, and that's and that's okay. Yeah, and in case anybody forgot, Texas Tech was picked fourth in the conference coming into this year. And, uh, I mean, obviously the slip-up to Wyoming, close loss to Oregon, um, losing Morgantown. Bearden Morton's a fine quarterback. Like, he's definitely one of the better backups in this league. So, um, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was actually like, when, when Shuck got hurt, I was like, that's not necessarily good for us. Like, the, the <laughs> uh, Texas Tech Twitter and the message boards like want this guy to be playing anyways. So, like, you know, but... Um, yeah, he. I mean, you know, he looked as he looked as scared as Chuck did. It's the effect that our defense has on people these days. That's, um, what, that's what we're about. <laughs> so, what else am I seeing here? Do we have, we have Baylor at UCF? I didn't see a line on this one. I see twelve point favorite UCF, uh, which yeah. seems like a lot, but also Baylor has been incredibly underwhelming and flat this year. Um, one and three. I mean, this is going to get ugly if they uh, start one and four. Uh, they, but. Dave Aranda still feels like they have a uh, championship quality roster. I saw uh, that. That was a, quite the take to to like, make. Um, like, I get like, yeah. I mean, you're obviously just trying to convince yourself, but but like, I don't think that I necessarily agree with that. Um, I wouldn't either. And, and then uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma. I think I saw Oklahoma sixteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, I saw 19 this morning for Oklahoma. Uh, okay. I don't see, uh, I mean, night game in Norman. I, I, I don't see anything has indicated to me that Iowa State is going to be uh, with a fighter's chance in this one. But, you know, never know. I, I kind of like the first two or two weeks, three weeks of conference play where you get a lot of data points of similar teams together and you really learn a lot. Um, I mean, once again, this week, we talked about it last week. There weren't a lot of close lines. The closest line is Cincy BYU and everything else is, is like over a touchdown game. Um, so we're, you know, we're going to see if last week there was only upset was West Virginia. Um, I'm hoping that's true again. I guess it's time to, uh, talk about the Horn Frogs. Yeah. 10, Um, 10 point dogs road dog into road dog into fourth word Fort Worth. That's, that's surprising to me that 10 points, um, our game is at eight o'clock, so it is a night game in Fort Worth. Um, but yeah, that feels like a lot to me. TCU um, it's three I, I, and one on the year, but I I jumped on it when it got to ten. I think I saw it opened at seven and a half, and then moved to nine pretty quick. And then when I saw I saw it at ten, uh, probably like an hour before we're recording this, and uh, and jumped on it. So yeah, it feels like it feels like too many points. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to get like how much stock are you putting in this three and one this three and one record, right? Because the one is Colorado Not much I at mean, home. and that win doesn't or that loss looks a a little bit worse now than it did you know five days ago right so and i gather that they're feeling themselves like right i always like to i always like to dip my toe into the into the team we're playing into the message boards um you know just a just a little little temperature check little pulse check on what the fan base is feeling and i gather that they're feeling themselves right now um and it's like, dude, Colorado beat you. And I get, you know, Blitz. Like, nobody had seen what Colorado was going to be yet. So you were kind of the guinea pig there. That's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, who, who else have they played? They played, uh, like, a Tarleton State. 
Um, you know, SMU might not be that good. And you played Houston, who who might be the worst team in the conference through four weeks. So, like, I don't know. I mean, three and one, like three and one, you are what your record are. You are what your record says you are. But, like, there are, there are more impressive three and ones out there, I think. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think as we go through these first couple games of the season, obviously we're, like, gathering just a couple sparse data points. So West Virginia, you know, we know we're under Penn State likely and we're probably above Pitt and Tech. We, we fit somewhere in that middle in that area. You know, our data points for TCU, a, a close loss to Colorado. That was an emotional game. I'm, I'm not going to say that they won't end up being a worse team than Colorado, who can say yet. Um, we know they're better than Nichols. We know they're better than Houston. It's not saying much. We know they're better than SMU. So I still think there's like kind of a wide gap of where this team lies. I just, I don't feel confident, you know, putting them quite in the box yet. And um, yeah, as, as a whole, I mean, I just, I'm just not sure exactly how to nail this team down. Um, I think quarterback play has been pretty good this year. It seems like Chandler Morris has actually had a, a, a really productive year, uh, both running the ball or both uh, throwing the ball and running the ball. Um, you know, I, I saw he had some, some decent runs so far this year. Uh, he has a long of 32, which, you know, he's able to, to get out there. Um, just 12 attempts, but 203 yards. It's uh, quite the quite the average. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to evaluate this team because you're coming back with a team that literally made the national championship game and has that pedigree. But we know the offense was like thoroughly gutted. <laughs> it's These aren't the same guys. I mean, the defense is, is a a decent portion of those same guys, but um, yeah, I'm not really ready to nail them down. And I've seen all kinds of different things in terms of lines. I mean, I've seen seven, I've seen 13 from Circa. That was the opening line. They put 13. Um, I think the ESPN FPI gave TCU like a 80% chance to win. I imagine a lot of these models are still waiting in past performance. Whereas like this is a team that is definitely not the team from last year. It's not to say they aren't really good. I just don't know yet. And I'm just be honest. I, I can't nail down where this team sort of fits in the, the scheme of things. Yeah. I, I think offensively they're about what I expected, right? Like I think, I mean, you know, we remember in our deep dive, we said Chandler Morris won the starting job last year, right? Got hurt mm-hmm. first game. Max Dugan came in, Max Duggan came in uh, and you know, the rest was history, right? It was really kind of a magical run, but yeah, no, I mean, like you said, Morris has been, Extremely productive. I think he's probably been who who they who they thought he was. Um, I think he's twelfth in P five in passing yards. He's le- already has you know one thousand one hundred twenty passing yards, completing sixty nine percent of his passes uh, for almost eight yards per attempt, nine to three touchdown interception ratio. Um, and then yeah, like you mentioned, uh, two hundred three yards. Actually, I think if you if you include his scrambles, it's twenty five attempts. Um, so <clears throat> you know, not quite as impressive, but I mean, shit, still, it's like eight yards a carry. Scored two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, he's a threat. He's a threat to run the ball designed runs. He's a threat to run the ball as a scrambler. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that he's been really good. Um, and then I think you look and the other capital D uh, dude for them has been Amani Bailey, who um, actually probably even more productive than Chandler Morris has been. Like, I think he's second in P5 in, in rushing yards. He has 485 rushing yards in four games. Um 81 attempts. He's averaging like six yards y- yards per carry. Only two touchdowns, but um, 4.3 yards after contact, which is insane. Um, that's yeah. more than that's more than we're averaging total uh, as a team right now. So that's that's insane. And then also 
Um, he's first in power five in uh, missed tackles forced. He's forced 31 missed tackles in four games, which I think is also more than us as, as a whole team. Um, so, you know, he's he's been fucking awesome. Like, obviously, they have Trey Sanders who came in um, from Alabama, high-profile transfer. He's kind of been their, their short yardage goal line guy. Um, but it's really been Bailey who I think has emerged as um, kind of the bell cow. He's who the offense is built around, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but he's been really good for him. He's gotten a lot of touches this year. I mean, they're four games in. He has 81 rushes. Last year, he had 31. Yep. The year before that at LA Lafayette, he had 103. I mean, he's already at 81. Averaging six a carry. I mean, dude, if you can if you can get six a carry off anything, you just run that till they stop it. So, yep. um, I mean, he went, he's gone for over 125 in three of the four games. And the only game he didn't was against Nichols. So, I'm sure he just got pulled in that game. He just got so, pulled, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, shouts out to the Statso War for all his cool college football stuff. He's a, a TCU fan. Um, the thing I saw on his account twitter account today um was sort of tier ranking the quarterbacks in the big 12 based on qbr and yeah chandler moore's the second in the, in the big 12 i mean right gabriel quinn, first or quinn, quinn ewers oh okay yeah yeah, yeah but i think fine, he's, yeah. he's right there with gabriel and yeah yep. i mean this offense has kind of been humming um you know you look at some of their things their epa per rush i think they're like third in the country um pretty pretty up there with pass they're this is a good offense. Um, you know, I think yeah. when you look at their the receiving room, it looks a little bit kind of in terms of like there isn't a guy you can hone in on. They look like us um, because when you look at their their targets, they have their top target guys, 20 targets. When you look at West Virginia, I think our top target guys like 18 and it's Cole Taylor. Um, but they have a handful of guys who, you know, they have five guys between 13 and 20 targets this year. Uh, four wideouts and Jared Wiley, the tight end, uh, who who I think has done done pretty well. Well, he already has three touchdowns this year, so they don't have a guy in the receiving game, but they got enough guys that you know they're going to spread you out, and and you have to have to be guarding, you have to be covering everybody. It's not not a um, not a, a target man in that in that category. For sure, no. I think I think in terms of like if you're going to compare them, like it, they would compare favorably to to Texas Tech's room, right? Who I think we uh, had a lot of respect for last week. We did a pretty good job against them. Um, you know, they're not they're not the the group from last year, right? They're not Darius Davis, Quentin Johnson. Um, they're, they're, the the explosiveness isn't there, right? Like they're not they're. I don't think they have guys who are a threat to take a five yard pass and go score an eighty yard touchdown on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have dudes who get open and catch catch the ball, right? And when you boil it down, that's really all they need when you look at how they're trying to play. Um, you know, I think they're 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 run heavy overall. They're like almost sixty percent run on first down. So like they want to run the ball. They want to give the ball to Bailey, they want to give the ball to Sanders. Um again, Morris twenty five attempts through through four games, so he's gonna he's gonna run it a little bit as well. And um you know, the, these dudes function very well as like the balance, the balance to that, right? Like, uh, like you said, Jared Wiley, probably one of the better tight ends in the Big 12. Um, he's a guy who's given us problems for for years. Um, John Paul Richardson, good player. Everhart Thompson. I mean, you know, they they got they have guys who get open and catch the ball. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think if you're looking at a weakness, like the weakest part of the offense is probably the offensive line. Is that yeah. a fair, fair statement? I would say that and maybe even more specifically like the tackles. Yeah. The tackles. Yeah. The interior. Yeah. Yep. I had that note as well. Um, is that, you know, they're, they're like, 
kind of great. They're grading out on, on kind of like the bottom half of the middle. Um, you know, like between seventh and 10th in the conference and like run and pass blocking. Um, but yeah, the interior trio is good and, and the tackles have been kind of weak. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I mean, it's a good offense. They've been efficient. I think they're averaging like 6.3 yards per play, uh, for context, we're averaging like 5.1. Um, they're efficient. They're explosive. It's, it's, it's a good offense for sure. It's a good offense. I mean, I think. Maybe, maybe kind of similar to Texas Tech. Texas Tech had a great running back who, yep. you know, Brown talked a lot of respect for. Quarterback who can get the ball out. Not a single receiver who you have to lock down. It's 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 a committee. Um, yep. So I don't think TCU plays with the tempo that Texas Tech wants to play with. But, um, you know, I think they do do tend to be a little more up-tempo. At least they did last year. I, I have uh, visions of Max Duggan limp sprinting down the field to, to get the quick snap in, like, you know, in those situations. So um, I would say that based on our, our past results, um, this would be an interesting matchup because, man, if we do the same thing we did to Texas Tech to TCU, uh, you got to get a, a full, a large glass of the Kool-Aid at that point. Like, you know, this is, this is another very good, respectable, potentially very dangerous offense. Um, you know, this isn't this isn't a top five offense in the country. This is a good offense, and uh, if yeah. the defense can can play like it has and, and produce similar results, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's enough buy-in. You can say what you want about Pitt's Pitt's offense. I think Texas Tech was better, um, and I think TCU is probably in the neighborhood. Like I said, I, I still can't quite nail down where yeah. they are in the scheme of things, but I think they're in the neighborhood of Texas Tech. Um, so. Um, Key, key. Uh, you, you, I mean, key, key for us uh, defensively. Stop the run. You think? Stop the run first. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, we can't be having a guy get six yards of carry. I mean, that's just a recipe for for things to go bad because you have to bring guys up. Opens up the pass. Opens up the play action. Chandler Morris yep. can get the ball to where he wants. Probably better than either of the Texas Tech quarterbacks. Um, yeah, 38 percent yeah. play action too. So that's not. That's not up there with like the top again, like you said, not up there with the top teams in the country. But say so, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of play action if we let them establish the run. It's going to make things hard on us. So yeah, yeah, I think stop the run, win the early downs. Good thing is that's been what we are fucking good at. So it has been, dude. We're our early down. Uh, let me first find in the country. Really yeah, we're we're early down EPA first in the country. That is crazy. We are keeping teams off schedule and. Texas Tech, five of their first six drives were three and outs. I mean, it was just like, you aren't getting anything going on us. The other one was a field goal <laughs> off an interception. So, Excuse me. And yeah, and know. that's where that's where that, I mean, two for 18 third down, right? Like, it's hard to convert third downs when you're facing third and eight, third and nine, third and 11, right? Yeah. So, winning early downs. Exactly. That, that has been what we've done so far this year. And yeah, we're going to have to do it in this game. Because this is a, I would say, this is a, a pretty... This is a team that could beat us in either way. We we can't allow them to yeah. to keep us off balance and run and pass. You know, we have to I think like like we sort of mentioned shut down the run and you got to beat us through the air. And I <laughs> I reluctantly say I trust our pass defense thus far. Um I reluctantly say that. That's a, that's all I will say. Um, I don't I don't know. I have no response for that at this time. <laughs> all right. So, flipping it, let's talk defense. So, you know, last year, or I guess this offseason, whatever, they were 128th in returning production on the offense. This is not the same offense as it was last year. Defensive-wise, TCU, it's been well, you know, well documented about how they got the opportune stop at all the right times. They, you know, they were 
they were pulling it out all the time, big downs, whatever. Um, production returning for defense is 37th, and this was a top 30 defense last year. So a pretty decent defense last year, above average. Um, have you seen anything that's popping off the page to you on the TCU defense? I, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that, that pops off for me is, like, th- this is a really good defense. They run more man-to-man than any team that we have played or any team that, we'll, that we will play for the rest of the way. Um, and because of that, there's a lot of Havoc-type plays, but then they, like, they leave themselves open, too. Like, I think they're last in the conference um, and, like, you know, a, in the 115s or 120 range um, nationally in terms of, like, allowing explosive plays. But, like... That's all that that's like uh, those account for like a high percentage of the total yards that I think people gain on them. Right. Like, you know, they 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 have a defensive identity. The secondary is really good. They're going to get up in our face, make it hard for our guys to get off the line of scrimmage. Um, and they've been awesome against the run, too, I think, <laughs> is 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 one thing. I'm doing. I don't know. It's a, it's a good defense. It's a, probably. I mean, definitely the second best one we've played, I think, behind Penn State. And I don't know. I mean, somewhere between Texas Tech and Penn State, I would say. Um, yeah. As a yeah. Unit. Thus far, you know, they, they definitely have showed a lot more strength against the run than the pass, which is not something I particularly love. Especially playing man, it doesn't feel like many of our guys are able to win those one-on-one battles. So, you know, if I'm the defensive coordinator TCU, I'm saying we're playing man and we're low to the box. I mean, that we're playing yep. a lot of zero and we're going to live and die on that. That's that's the recipe 100%. that they're probably looking for. So, um, yeah, I mean, they got guys. They got, they got a guy at all three levels who was a preseason All-Big 12. So, you know, they have talent. This is a – I think this is a better defense than Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to pose some problems and – you know, I think just I, I worry a little bit about our predictability. Um, if we can't if we can't have some wrinkles in the passing game to at least make them respect it, at least feel threatened by it, um, I, I I just worry that we might not you know get the wheels turning on this one. So, um, you know, I I think it's a good defense. Also, another guy I didn't mention, um, maybe just an auxiliary guy, Griffin Kell. He's their punter. He was the uh, the preseason All Big Twelve guy too. So. Um, they have graded out really well on field position so far this year. That's a, another thing that, um, you know, I think Oliver Straw played a nice game this weekend. He, he, he had some good punts, but we had some kickoff situations. You know, we, the field position has been something that has kind of haunted us off and on. And, um, you know, I think, I, I think this is a solid unit. So once again, I, I mean, I think just like keys are this, and then this might just be a key all year long for the West Virginia offense is like, you got to get points in the first quarter. You cannot get down like two scores to this team. This is not going to be a fun, a fun game to play from behind. Um, they can run the ball. They can stop the pass. We're not really that great at throwing it. Um, this is not gonna be a fun game to, to get down two scores early. So, um, I, th- I think you do shoot a couple of your bullets early, hopefully some, some trickeration or some new looks, some wrinkles, whatever it is in the first two or three drives, you got to get yourself in this game to start. Um, that, that's that's my number one priority for the offense. Yeah, you know, I think in terms of like if you were going to look at some weaknesses, um, I think overall the linebackers are it's a very good linebacker group. Um, but I want to say, you know, Jamoy Hodge, a little shaky in coverage. I don't think they do that a whole lot with him. It seems like he's primarily a pass rush kind of kind of a guy. But you know, if you can 
it's one of these right where we're, we're talking about we got to get Gallagher, we got to get White some touches, right? Like if you can get Jamoy Hodge somehow isolated with one of those guys on in a in a passing situation, like you know, I think something like that could be profitable. Also, obviously, Cole Taylor um, generally going to be matched up with linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I th- I think that I like that matchup uh, w- with with their linebackers generally. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think in, in general, it's, uh, we, we just got to be who we are, um, you know, ground and pound, um, control the clock. Uh, and, but it's just, dude, there, there were big plays there for us in the passing game against Texas tech. Um, there will be big plays there for us against TCU. I, I feel confident in saying that there, you know, I don't know how many shots we'll take, but I would imagine that there will be you know, three to five opportunities for us to attack downfield where we have it's one-on-one, right? Like we have a matchup. If we're able to engineer a matchup that we like, we got to take advantage of those Um, because TCU is better against the run than Texas Tech was. And Texas Tech was good against the run. Um, But, you know, like we said, they're going to go cover zero. They're going to put Josh Newton uh, out on an island and just say, you know, we trust you to do whatever against Devin Carter or against Cortez Braham and the other, you know, the other nine guys are going to be Keating on Donaldson and, and Jalen Anderson and those guys. So, um, we have to hit the chunk plays in the passing game, right? Like I, I'm fine with us running the ball 65, 70% of the time. I think it's who we are. It's what we have to do to, to win games. Cause I think TCU, you know, probably is a better team than us. Probably. I don't know. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not, but, um, on paper, the offense I think is better. We have to, you know, we know how we have to play to win this game, but we do, I think we do have to hit some big plays in the passing game uh, when mm-hmm. they're there. I don't even think it's necessarily going to soften them up, but it's like if they're going to play that way, you have to make them pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, You know, I think all things equal probably outside of the their receiving room is probably a little better than ours and their quarterback mm-hmm. room is probably a little bit better than ours and otherwise i think it's a push or we're just as good in most positions otherwise i mean those are like you said the passing game is like we got to take advantage of some of those situations and there were, there, there were there were flashes that it was there i think like i said i think nico threw some good balls then you know we had receivers streaking open nico threw a duck we had we had some like, oh man, it's it, we just well we got to be better there, and who knows what quarterbacks playing this week? Um, I think we'll probably hear more about that midweek. Um, but I would I would expect Nico again, unless Green is really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it just I don't think it was a high ankle sprain, but just an ankle sprain in general, right? Like, especially because Nico showed like Nico's competent, right? Like he's fine. Um, we can win with him, and I I, I think you you don't rush Green back. Unless you have to. Um, and I didn't see any signs to say that, like, look, if you if you don't play this week, Garrett, we're, we're shit out of luck, right? I mean, we just beat Texas Tech with, yeah. with Nico. So, um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, no, I, I like our matchup in the trenches. Um, you know, I think our offensive line is better than their offensive line. I think our defensive line is as good as their defensive line. Um, skill positions, like, like we said, receivers – Receivers, our, our group is going to be worse than most that we play. Um, but, you know, gun to my head, if you if you said, hey, you can have a mismatch out wide or you can have a mismatch in the trenches, like what would you take? It's like yeah. trenches every time. Um, so definitely. So, yeah. So, no, it's 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 definitely a winnable game. That's why I, said, I jumped on 10 points. Like, I think if the game goes how we want it to, 
you know, one possession kind of game at the end, just like just like all of ours seem to be. So, you know, get your get your uh, get your heart medication ready. Um, make sure you have plenty of liquor on deck in case we lose a heartbreaker. But yeah, overall, no, I mean, I, I, I see no reason to think this won't be another good game that will be right there with the with the shot to win at the end. Yeah, we're I, yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like I I think there are enough things this team has that we can put ourselves into positions to win. We might not even be better than some of these teams. We might not even be better than Texas Tech, but we have enough tools that we can put ourselves in positions to win. And I did not feel that way last year. So, um, dude, it's like it's like I said uh, before we hopped on, right? It's like the, like the bear the bear joke. Like you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the other person who's trying to run away, right? Like we don't have to be like. We, we just have to be less shitty than these other shitty teams in the, in the conference, right? I mean, every single team that we play is going to have question marks and red flags just the same way that we do. And we just have to make sure that on, on that day that, that our red flags aren't as big of red flags as theirs. So, yep, for sure. Um, all right. So I think that's all, uh, all we got on TCU. Um, so you can find us on smokymusket.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WV Stats Guy, at Game Day Shorts, or at West by Pod with underscores in there. Uh, make sure you check out the uh, the preview article Jordan puts together every week on Smoking Musket. Also, check out Unreasonable Doubt uh, if you're looking for WVU basketball news. And uh, if you're looking for West Virginia related stuff or literally just anything, uh consider joining up on the smoking musket discord uh it's a fun place to hang out and watch games anything else i'm not thinking of jordan i think you 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 check the boxes with the best of them buddy all right all right well hopefully we will be discussing a four game win streak on next week's episode but as always thank you guys for listening and uh, we will catch you next time all right take care again Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done.